Hello and welcome to the Climate Change Weekly Podcast. This is episode 9. This week we're going to depart from the usual roundup of news and instead we'll consider whether it's still okay to fly. An average of more than 100,000 flights are departing from airports daily. And yet currently aviation accounts for around 2% of global CO2 emissions. It is responsible for 12% of CO2 emissions from all transport sources, and that compares with 74% from road transport. So that 2% may be less than you were expecting. And perhaps the main reason is that, according to American Airlines, the airline industry has already made tremendous progress in reducing emissions. US-based airlines have improved their fuel efficiency by 120%, reducing the emissions of 3.4 billion metric tonnes of carbon dioxide between 1978 and 2012. When they say they've improved efficiency by 120%, I take that to mean that you can now fly 120% further on the same amount of aviation fuel. The problem is the number of passenger miles flown is expected to double, or more than double, by 2050. Also, we need to consider a factor known as radiative forcing, which are additional warming effects caused by non-CO2 warming pollutants, such as water vapour and nitrogen oxides, that are released into the atmosphere at high altitudes. The website carbonfootprint.com uses a radiative forcing factor of 1.89, while carbon offsetting site Atmosphere has it at near 3. What that means is that the warming associated with aviation is up to three times as much as the CO2 emissions alone would suggest. So while currently at 2%, aviation creates the warming of 6%, and that is set to double, or more than double, over the next 30 years. So what's the industry doing about this? Industry body IATA has come up with a carbon offsetting and reduction scheme for international aviation, which aims to stabilise emissions at 2020 levels. That is, to continue emitting at current rates while the number of flown miles continues to increase. Obligations of the scheme have already started. As of the 1st of January 2019, all carriers are required to report their CO2 emissions on an annual basis. So, okay, at least they're doing something. Not so fast, I'm afraid. When you look at the detail, it actually says that all operations with annual emissions greater than 10,000 tonnes of CO2 are required to report their emissions on an annual basis, with monitoring starting on the 1st of January 2019, international flights only. They explain this by saying that emissions from domestic aviation are subject to country-specific actions and therefore fall under the scope of the Paris Agreement. So the tens of thousands of domestic flights that fly around the US, the UK, Australia and all the other countries every day are not even going to be counted by this scheme. It gets worse. They go on to say, in order to take into account the special circumstances and respective capabilities of states, international civil aviation organisation member states agreed to implement offsetting requirements in phases. From 2021 to 2026, only flights between states that volunteer to participate in the pilot and or first phase will be subject to offsetting requirements. States that have volunteered include most of Europe, Australia and New Zealand, US and Canada and a few others. Whether the US will change their mind is an open question, given their intended withdrawal from the Paris Agreement. From 2027, all international flights will be subject to offsetting requirements. However, flights to and from least developed countries, 
small island developing states and landlocked developing states are exempt. At the end of each three-year compliance period, operators will have to demonstrate that they have met their offsetting requirements by cancelling the appropriate number of emission units. So I take that to mean they have to purchase the equivalent offsets. So the, the implementation is quite slow. It's only going to be monitored every three years, and most of it doesn't even kick in until 2027. And obviously it's only for international flights, so pretty weak all round. Now, it seems to me that the scheme is more about ensuring people feel free to increase the amount they fly without consequences than actually addressing climate change. And that's exactly what you'd expect from a body that represents the airline industry. This is hardly compatible with a climate emergency. In the meantime, around 30 airlines currently offer voluntary carbon offsetting, where you pay a small sum on top of your fare to offset the carbon emissions of your travel. American Airlines, the world's largest, is notably absent from the list, but Delta, the second largest, does have an offsetting option. Figures suggest that somewhere between 2 and 5% of passengers actually volunteer to offset their travel at the moment. So if your airline does offer an offsetting option, can you fly without guilt? As you might expect, the answer is probably no. So although not specific to the aviation industry, according to a study by the European Commission, carbon offsets are not working. The research found that 85% of offset projects used by the EU under the UN's Clean Development Mechanism fail to reduce emissions. Here's a clip from the UK's Channel 4 News explaining why these schemes often don't work. So if I wanted to offset my flights, is it the same for me to pay towards some solar panels in India as it is to plant some trees here in Britain? There are problems, to be honest, in, in both types of approaches. There is a kind of offset that involves paying for measures that will uh, help reduce emissions from some other activity, usually elsewhere in the world. You get a kind of quicker hit in terms of CO2 reduction. The big problem is whether you can be confident that that wouldn't have happened anyway, except for, for, for your offset. You know, all countries now have got climate change commitments. The other problem is that even if that's successful and you stop CO2 being emitted from from burning fossil fuels there, the CO2 from your flight still gets emitted. And what about planting trees? So that's got the theoretical advantage that you're actively removing CO2 from the atmosphere so you can better balance the, the, the impact of your flight. But trees take a long time to grow and to start absorbing CO2. And then it's about permanence. How confident can you be that that tree is going to stay and lock away carbon for a long time? So if offsetting is not the answer, what should we be doing instead? Hybrid and fully electric planes are still in their very early stages of development and they don't look ready to make a serious dent in aviation emissions within the next decade. Now the reason flying is so cheap is that aviation fuel is legally exempt from taxes when it arrives in a plane at an international destination thanks to a 1944 global agreement. Now the argument goes that if one country puts a tax on fuel then the airline will avoid it by overfilling at the other end of the flight leg where it is still tax-free. Um, so that's an excuse that's been used for why it doesn't make sense to add tax to aviation fuel. I think it's an invalid argument because if you think about it, if the whole of Europe were to add tax to aviation fuel, then it really wouldn't make sense for a, a flight from America to take on enough fuel to fly there and back, even if that was possible, it would be a lot of extra load and would reduce efficiency. So I don't really buy that that can't be done. 
Anyway, according to a leaked European Commission report, taxing aviation fuel would cut the sector's carbon emission by 11% and have only a negligible impact on employment and gross domestic product in the EU. Applying a tax to jet fuel of €330 per thousand litres for certain types of flights would increase ticket prices across the European Union by about 10%, they say. It seems to me self-evident that we have to start putting a price on the pollution that airlines are pumping into the atmosphere. And that price needs to reflect the damage that is being done to our climate and to our health. Until that happens, if it ever does, we each of us have to ask ourselves whether we can justify flying and probably we should avoid it wherever possible. If you can't avoid flying, then it might be better to look at somewhere like carbonfootprint.com to calculate your emissions and buy some appropriate offsetting than to use the airline's solution if they indeed have one because at least you've got some better idea of whether the offsetting complies with any standards that give you some confidence that they will actually achieve something. That's all we've got time for this week. Please do star or rate the podcast, subscribe, follow and share with others. Have a great week and we'll be back again next Monday with another episode of Climate Change Weekly. Day by day Although you're by my side I feel you slip away I've been so restless Can't seem to concentrate Till you come back to me That will be my fate I need love